Good morning, America, and welcome to the rest of the world. This is The Daily Answer. I'm your host, Mark Dunnigan. Let's talk about the high country of the mind in this particular episode. You know, it's in our travels. Um, we have been a number of places. We were just recently at Mesa Verde, which is, oh, man, that has not been over-advertised or oversold. And I think the highest part in that park is about 8,500 and some feet. But on our travels thus far, we've been to Bryce, and it seems like at Bryce, we were up to close to 9,000 feet. But when you are in New Mexico and Southern Colorado and in Utah, it just seems like that there's a good deal of the time that you're around 7,000 feet in elevation. And being someone from the Pacific Northwest, I mean, that pitch up two-thirds of the way up Mount Hood, that's pretty high there. But here it's different. I guess the latitude is different is kind of the idea there. But there, there are places in America that are even much higher, almost twice as high as that. The Mount Evans Scenic Byway holds the distinction of being the highest paved road in North America. And the route which winds up switchbacks to the summit of a 14,000-foot Mount Evans. It's only about an hour and a half drive from downtown Denver. And the drive has been named one of the most scenic in the area and occasionally plays host to some high-altitude car tests as manufacturers test their engineering on the road when it's open from the end of May to the beginning of September. A highway, another highway, a high highway that's particularly very popular with Harley riders is the Bear Tooth Highway. Dubbed the most beautiful roadway in America by Charles Corralt, who had the on the road, on the road episode. It climbs to 10,947 feet above sea level. And when it was completed in 1936, the highway has awed millions of visitors with its astonishing views of one of the most rugged and wild areas, well, in the lower 48. And as it winds its way from the northeastern entrance of Yellowstone National Park, the Red Lodge, the highway traverses an impressive, well, different range of ecosystems. Lodge pole pine forests to alpine tundra. At the highway summit, travelers find themselves in a sky world of glaciers and clear alpine lakes and snow that is even there during the summer months. And the climate at the top deters the growth of trees and shrubs. And the plants which do grow are incredibly, well, designed to grow there. Some convert sunlight to heat, and many conserve water the way desert plants do. With 20 peaks over 12,000 feet in elevation, including Granite Peak, Montana's highest at 12,799, the Bear Tooth Mountains lie within a 9,433, 377-acre wilderness area. 
Stillwood grizzlies and black bears, elk, deer, moose, bighorn sheep, Rocky Mountain goats, mountain lions, and bobcats. Over 950 alpine lakes, hundreds of miles of trails. So there's many and more than ample opportunities for recreation. So much of it accessible from the Beartooth Highway. People over the years have called these, called such areas, the high country. The vast majority of Americans probably never go there, never experience this in their lifetime. A little bit more out of the way. It's, uh, you know, got to be willing to do a white knuckle drive to get there and leave there. Yet there's another high country, the high country of the mind. This is equally territory that most people do not venture into, or if they do, they don't stay there for long for it's uncomfortable. Jesus talked about the pagans who spent all their time just focused on what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we put on? Matthew 6, 32. And Jesus said, isn't life far more than that? Yes, it is. Thank you for the reminder. By contrast, well, to the people that live, what, kind of at sea level spiritually? In contrast to that, we are told to lay up treasures in heaven. Matthew 6, 19, we are told to set our minds on things above, where Christ is. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. We are told in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, to well, be very ruthless in what we dwell on. That is, we don't dwell on anything false. We dwell on what is true. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, the same thing. We Any thought that that's, that's not true, any thought that is not proper, I mean, we rest it, we bust it, we kick it out of our head. Not allowed, not allowed in. That's high country thinking. Like the actual high country, it can be intimidating, can make you uneasy, yet the views, yet the views are more than worth it. And the air is crisp and clean, invigorating to both your soul and your body. And you might say, well, Mark, what would be examples of high altitude thinking? Well, how about this? What's the meaning of life? Where did we come from? What determines the value of all things? Are you fulfilling the purpose for which you were created? What is the highest good? What determines if something's good or evil? What is the true basis of morality? What's the foundation? What happens after you die? What's after this life? What's your true motivation? What do you love right now more than anything else? What is truth? And does it, does it exist? To whom are you responsible and accountable? Are you an honest person? Do you love the truth? Even if, even if it starts costing you quite a bit. Are you real? Or are you just pretending? You all in? Or are you just dabbling? What do you need to improve about your life? Where are you selfish? Hmm. 
dishonest or less than honest? Where are you not treating others right? What excuses are you hiding behind right now? What is your potential? And how about this? You are responsible for you. You must assume the responsibility for what you have become. You are nothing more than, and I am nothing more than, the product of all our individual choices. The person you are right now, no one forced you to be that person. No one coerced you to be that person. You chose that. That's why the high country's uncomfortable. Because if you find out you're underperforming and that you're rather selfish or a jerk, or you're addicted to this or that, you really only got one person to blame. You. At the end of the day, you made those final choices. Yes, people may not have helped. Yes, people may have tried to trip you up. Yes, people may not have been the best example. But that, re that removes zero responsibility from what you have become. Pick up the Bible and you will find that. You will find that Judas is not excused for his betrayal. In fact, in the Bible, you will not find that anyone is, is excused for their sins. That's high country thinking. You're going to be tempted to run from that. You're going to be tempted to leave that. You're going to be tempted to say, this is scary. I don't like what I see about myself. And I want an excuse. And I want to hide something behind. I want to blame somebody else. I don't want to see me for what I am. For what I really am. I know that's scary. But what's scary is remaining a low-functioning version of yourself. That's what's scary. Stay at the high altitudes, my friend. Stay with that high country thinking. Stay where the air is crisp and clean and you see yourself clearly. It may be painful, but deal with it. Honestly, deal with it. Take responsibility for your life. Own up to where you need to change. Things you need to shed, quit, get rid of, and what you need to add to your life. It's good to have someone in your life who loves you enough that says you could be more than you are right now. Press on. Press on to the high altitudes. Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, we'll see you in the funny papers.